Welcome to the very maiden edition of my podcast and um, I'm looking forward to delving into several things which really is meant to empower everybody because I believe that as human beings we are not just what we see in the physical sense but there is more to our existence and I'm going to be picking up a lot of um, knowledge from different fields so um, we you know if I find something let's say in yoga or in the Bible or even from the Tao or anything so long as it is truth uh, we are going to discover together that the truth is the same we may use different words to describe something but whatever we choose to describe is going to end up being the same and today in this episode we're going to look at the story of creation in the Bible. Now, many people know this story and a lot of people, whether they are Christian or not, will be able to just capture the key pillars of the story. That is God creating the world in seven days and the fact that the first uh, two human beings, a man and a woman, one named Adam and one named Eve, were created. Now, a literal translation of the story makes more people, you know, try to discount the Bible as some fictional book that contains unrealistic stories. You know, they may just simply dismiss the whole text because uh, the time references, for instance, will suggest that the world is only a few couple of thousands of years old and there is a lot of evidence to suggest that you know things have existed uh, for several millions of years now uh, the key thing is that this story of creation which is used in the book of genesis is actually a myth and uh, we can you know deduce or infer from great mythology now myths do not stand for themselves. So in the Greek myths, for instance, they may use animals and other things to tell a story, but the essence of the story really is to transmit a moral picture or imagery, something to guide the people about the way in which they should live their lives. And I, this is similar to that. So the story of creation is really not a literal test. So the use of man, woman, seven days, and all those things really do not mean those things in the way we use them today. Now, when some people, you hear a lot of people in the news talk, uh, uh, you know, dispensation referring to things like energy, vibrations, quantum field, or intelligence, you know, and what they are trying to do is transmit a certain idea or an image in their brains, you know, and what that image is, is the same as what some will also call the Holy Spirit, God, Christ, or the Word. All these things are referring to the same thing. Uh, the difference or uh, the difficulty is that people try to characterize it from wherever they are coming from. So scientists will use their own language to attempt to capture this mistake of what brought everything about. Now in this episode, what I'm going to try to do is to attempt to unpack the mystery that lie behind the creation story in a way that I don't think you've ever imagined. Uh, 
I'm going to take you through the story and establish how each human being's life is really an unfolding of the creation story. One of the things I always try to draw connection is this. Every human being is as complex as the entire universe in which we live. And I'm going to come to that. Now, to understand the story of creation in the Bible, we can lean on what we know about ourselves and how we came into being. Now, you would realize that before the spark of life for any human begins, we are in a, a shape of a formless state, you know, uh, we are microorganisms, you know, in the sperm from the man and egg, uh, which really cannot be seen with the naked eye. And you can imagine this microscopic organism operating within, let's say, the uterus. And that would be like a, you know, man landing in, say, on a planet Mars or somewhere, you know, no form, nothing. And the fact is this, that uh, these uh, cells are part of several trillions of cells and you know which constitute the human body so if we think about the multiplicity of let's say galaxies or human beings you know and the things we know about our world and what we don't know the same thing is represented in the micro sense of every human being and if we look at Genesis 1 1 It tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the mystery about humankind begins right from the very first sentence. And it's here that the misrepresentations of the story of creation also begin. Now, we now know that unlike previous generations, heaven is not a place far above in the clouds. This is a fact, even though it's not hidden. It has eluded many people to think of heaven in the same way that they thought of the Garden of Eden as um, a specific place at a specific point in time. One key thing is this. The, the, The mysteries that lie in the Bible are not bound by time and space. So you cannot place the Garden of Eden at a particular point and place in time these things are occurring every time and um, and there are different religions around the world which have different understanding of creation and they will say that creation occurs at different points but actually the christian story of creation is the creation story of mankind and the fact is that creation is every day happening within every human being now the first point that i would like to establish is this what is been described about the mystery surrounding a human being. First of all, the Garden of Eden stands for the entire composition of the human body. Heaven, or the Kingdom of God, we will learn in other presentations, is a state of mind. It is a pure consciousness that you know is also referred to in other parts of the Bible as the word or Christ. Now this understanding cannot be obtained from the literal or scholarly translation of the Bible. These things will only be revealed 
as the spirit enables and i can testify to that because you know you will i will be running and sometimes these things will be ministered to you you just get the messages and i'll just take note of that and then just you know keep you know listening and getting that and the more i seek the more the answers keep coming you know and the apostle paul noted in ephesians 3 8b to 9 this grace was given that i should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in god who created all things through jesus christ so as you can see the actual mystery is hidden in what appears to be a simple story but if we just keep in mind that the true concept and spirit of god is not restricted by time or space then you will be able to just evaluate anything you gain from the bible to say am i actually translating this according to my own understanding or am i seeking the power from within to minister to me and to explain to this now the story of creation is really the story of every human being and i think if we understand this story properly it will actually be the beginning of everyone's spiritual development is it because um, in in the book of john we know that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and he was part of everything that was made i will explain this in subsequent episode but what you will realize is that if you think of how the baby starts from the beginning what is detected is mainly the heart of the fetus the brain is not formed and then one may ask what is powering the heart you know and that thing which is powering is actually the god spirit and in that power is imprinted everything that goes on to form the all the other different parts of the human body until the senses come in and the senses coming in is actually also captured in the creation story so i mean it's so far in the nutshell i just want us to understand this that the story of creation in the bible is not referring to a physical garden but rather a description of the origin of mankind now most of the attempts at explaining this story have tried to use present day understanding of a garden to capture the mystery of this story this literal translation really of the content of bible leads to contradiction just on the face of it because if you think about it from the beginning of time a garden is not even a possibility simply because the amount of technology required to create a garden will not be in existence at the time tools did not come into use after a very long time in the life of mankind what the story is is actually a spiritual illustration of the mystery of our origins and i think this is really important because if we want to claim our power and what we are then it is really imperative that we understand this but when we discover the truth of this story we will realize that the image 
or the word or the intent of the story is not affected at all by the time in which we find ourselves, whether we are here today or 2,000 years ago, 100,000 years before, or in the years to come. The story of creation is really an illustration of the mystic that we refer to as humankind. Now, in reading the Bible, therefore, it is imperative to seek to comprehend beyond what you have learned in school because that those are two divergent paths. Consider this, for instance, if a Frenchman says le professeur and an Englishman says the teacher, the words that they are using may be different, but the image that they have in their mind to transmit is the same. We will know, for instance, that both people are referring to one who teaches in an organized setting. The same you know, effort must be made to seek the intent of anything that we read you know, from the Bible. And, and let me have a, a little sidebar, you know, because, uh, and this is just to talk about language, you know, because language I try to always say to people is a very, very recent invention of mankind. Think of it this way. Mankind has to develop to a certain point before it will come to a part where it needs to communicate with other people and as a result of that, will need to develop a system of communication, including language. So language was not there from the very beginning. So when you read Genesis and it says, let there be light or let there be this or let there be that, what is being referred to is actually the intention and that is the unspoken word and that is actually more powerful than the things people say. So sometimes you realize that uh, people may say things, you have people who will say things to you, but what they actually do is actually very different from what they say because your intentions are there and they are actually what is imprinted in your character but on the spur of the moment you might just say things so it's always imperative to understand what is the actual thing that is being translated through these words because sometimes words may not just do justice and you hear people say oh words fail me and what they are actually trying to say is this that they couldn't get the right words to capture exactly what they had in mind you know so we must always try not to be encumbered by uh, language or vocabulary and always go within our spirit we cannot get this from the outside it has to come from the within from within now so let's bear this in mind so the intention is very clear and also once we have the intention there is also a vision you realize that even the fetus the tiny speck within the uh, belly of the woman there is an intention which is the court spirit and also there is an imagery it knows exactly now yogis will tell you that you know there is um, the mind there are different types of mind so that is why your body is able to remember to create certain things these are all there so those things are all imprinted and they come directly from the creator we don't have to do anything about that they just happen and these things are actually part of the universal law 
of creation okay because in establishing the heaven and the earth you know the the the, the story is trying to show us how we can claim our power heaven here denotes the pure state of mind okay which is not corrupted in any way shape or form by the world now this pure state of mind you know has a clear intention of what it is going to be okay creation therefore begins with the word or a state of mind with a clear intention and so even as we are today when we become mature if we want to bring anything into being we need to have that intention you know we need to have the unspoken word in our mind and then once we do that so let's say for instance i was preparing to host someone and the intention is there so we are trying to so we i begin to think about okay what do we need and from there i started to create the imagery of what i expect this visit to be and once that is done you know you set out the intention and then the action begins even without any words but before everything i've thought of will come into fruition i've already created it in my mind and that is a fundamental principle of how we bring anything into being and this applies i mean if you are a person you know seeking to get become married or do anything the question is not just about wanting to marry but what do you want why do you want to get married so you know and then also how do you picture yourself you know many people only think of the wedding ceremony as what marriage is but really you know that it goes beyond that so whatever we desire i think it is always important to go within ourselves and have that dialogue you know and be able to create exactly what we want before it actually happens um, we can actually also translate the early part of the creation story into what we know about ourselves and our development, you know, and we see this also at the early stages of our development before even our brains uh, begin to develop or be formed. Okay, um, and again, you, you, if you think of a garden, you know, you know a very good one at that you know you have all sort of creatures so you think of the human body there are all different types of microorganisms there are organs you know trillions billions and all of them you know just coming together to form this you know but before we become or we come into this state there was a time in our lives where we did not depend on ourselves when when we are traveling in that dark journey in the womb of our mothers you know all the way through there even before our senses develop we don't rely on any human you know direction or guidance we rely solely on a guidance of an intelligence love christians refer to this as god now that reliance that spirit which was placed there in our heart from the beginning is always there but then something happens at a point in time and you know it, it is where we begin to develop the interaction with the world 
the peace of God himself always lives in us and it is almost like an obedient husband who will do everything and anything for his wife now that spirit though does not interact directly with the world it just works there that's why you know and God as John is stated in John is a part of everything so in terms of the operation of the spirit in its pure sense the sun just does its job so the sun would shine and do its things and that is it but what makes human beings very unique compared to all other creation is that we actually have God within us so we can within our own imagination create whatever we are able to imagine you know in our hearts that is what makes us different and that is where God decided that of you know the man and what was referred to as man in this story is not man as in gender but man as in the first spirit which was later referred to as Christ that aspect of us will not lead our lives for us it's just that's his thing but then the woman aspect or the helpmate was created to help us actually interact with the world so it is very important up to this point to realize that a the garden of eden is the story of humankind the garden represents our whole body and when we talk of man and woman we are talking of two parts of a human being the spiritual part and the part that the bible refers to as the flesh so out of the heaven which is that part from the heart which starts beating all of creation human existence began and you could see that without actually speaking things were called into existence bit by bit by bit by bit until this whole body is formed this ability to call what do not already exist as though they exist is what makes us different and this is how god works in us god is not anywhere god lives within every human being and that is stated clearly in genesis so we are able to in actual fact act as god because we are at one with god and this was one of the prayers of jesus when he was living because he said let them be one just as i am one with you so having said that you know we you know we we are allowed human beings we are allowed we have the power to play this role as god we we are all able to and whether we choose to do this or not we constantly create the things that we have around us knowingly or unknowingly you know we 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 may think that oh i didn't do this deliberately but it doesn't mean it's not happening because there's a part of us and i'm going to address this in another episode which is our subconscious you see when you 
expose your senses whether your eyes or your ears to things and this happens for instance if you listen to a piece of music over and over and over again or you are within the premises of that you would realize that you 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 know without making an effort you sort of keep this in mind and the next time you realize you actually be singing it without knowing it and that is how we operate so you can either create deliberately or the environment in within which we live will actually do the creation for you okay so why then do most people seem to lose this power if everyone is supposed to have the power of god within them and this is the part that i'm going to capture in the next episode so the next thing is to see why people lose the power of god which god said you know let us create man in our image you know and god actually breathing the spirit into man and we become living thing if we are god and my teacher never got out captured it in this way that god is your own beautiful human imagination and if you can imagine anything and hold on fast to it and we'll come to that in subsequent episodes and actually go deeper into Neville Goddard but really in the next episode I think the thing that we are going to look at is why is it that some seem to lose this power and seem to be powerless and just appear to be victims because I have found myself to be in that victim position where i you know life is just a struggle and you feel like everything is going against you why do we lose this and we are going to understand this when we understand the interaction between the man the woman in the garden and the serpent that came and presented the fruit and then also when we look at the original sin in complete detail and then we will actually put all that together with the role of Jesus and then from there I'm sure the clarity will come as to why sometimes we feel powerless and also most importantly how we can regain this power because I always say to people you know you can do if you are doing the same things going to church praying in the same way blasted the tongues you know doing everything you've been doing that for 10 years 20 years 30 years and your life you know is not the way that you envisage it or things seem to be the same or you you just don't seem to make a headway the question then is is there something we are missing and i think on the most part most people most churches most Christians are reading the bible as though they were in a lecture hall so we are not reading the bible and seeking the spiritual dimension to discover the mystery because several times the apostle paul will indicate that this is a great mystery and we saw even a glimpse of that when jesus made a statement that you know destroy this temple and i will raise it in three days and the people were like oh god it took whatever decades to build this and he said no you don't understand what i'm saying 
when I talk of the temple, I'm actually referring to my body. So really, nothing in the Bible in terms of the words, if you want to get a true inspiration, if you want to get God speak to you, then you might get an understanding of the Bible which is not bound by a certain time or a certain place or space. And that is the journey that we are going to embark on. So I really hope that you are going to subscribe to this uh, podcast because I'm going to be coming over, uh, you know, at some regular intervals, maybe every other um, week, so fortnightly. And uh, we'll we'll discuss a variety of things. Uh, It's not all going to be centered on the Bible. It will be on any topic that I find relevant to human beings. And hopefully we are going to discover our power together. Thank you for listening. My name is Michael Ankur.